today was like my first day in a, in some time where I had some free time to like get things done. So I set my alarm for 9 a.m. But I woke up at 5 a.m. and then went back to sleep and then didn't get up until 1. So that killed a big chunk of it. But I got something done. A little something. That's good. It's most important. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to find a thing to download as we record. Um, but yeah, what did you get done? What did I get done? Yes. Out, uh, stupid things, um, sending out emails that I didn't want to send, you know. There's something so oddly rewarding about sending out emails. Really? I disagree. I hate oh, it. I kind of like... I'll put off sending emails for so long, and then when I send them, I'm like, oh, yeah, that really wasn't that bad. Oh, I always hate it. I always spend way too long overthinking what I'm writing, and then I finally send it, and I'm like, it's garbage, but I'm done, and I'm closing my laptop, and I'm going outside. Well, well, that's what I mean. That's the moment that I'm like, oh, yeah, everything's great. That's true. Yeah. Okay. it's <laughs> like the, the lead-up isn't fun, but the payoff is... Uh, not that bad. I guess. I like sending out, like, when I have work-related emails, I like sending them out at, like, 4 or, like, 4.30 on Friday. And, like... So that you don't have to think about it for a couple days? Exactly. That's smart. And since I'm not consequential enough to my job, I don't check my email over the weekend. So... <laughs> you know. That's fine. Yeah. That's, uh... Probably not the best philosophy, um, and probably not a good thing to put out in the public where that future employers can find. But uh, you know, doesn't it's matter. Okay. That means you're like it's good for future employers because that means you're like ready to drop the one you have. Exactly. I'll be but, like, uh, it's not good for your current employer. Yeah, they don't listen to this. Okay. I don't think they do. That that would be so strange if like. This will probably go up next week or so. If, like, next, like, Friday, my boss comes and is like, I heard your podcast. I hear you put off emails till the last day. <laughs> I think you heard your, I heard your podcast is, like, the scariest sentence you can hear from someone you don't know that well. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or, like, I followed you on whatever. I'm like, who are you? Why? <laughs> Uh, I, uh, since I've been posting like dumb videos on my Instagram, that's like my second biggest fear is like people I work with, like following me on Instagram. That happened to me a, a couple weeks ago. A guy I work with was like, Marissa, your Instagram is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and does he not even follow you? No, he does. Oh. I didn't know he followed me. Oh, that's kind of like, worse. I don't know. <laughs> Does he have, like, a secretive Instagram where, no, like, his name... he followed me a while ago, and oh. I just didn't notice. Oh, okay. That's that's not that bad. If it was, like, his name's Bob Smith in real life, but then his Instagram username is, like... Like, Tiffany. Tif <laughs> Tiffany, you know, earplugs, you yeah. know, lamp. Then, like, I'd be like, oh, that's, like, intentionally misleading. No, I, I think I, I'm going to call him a fan of mine. That's, that's I, fair. I'm, that's just what I'm going to say. I'm that, sure he didn't mean that as, as an insult. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what I call the people that like my posts on Instagram. I'm like, oh, you know, I do it for the fans. Ah, uh, yes. And my mom's like, who are <laughs> My 18 friends who like <laughs> That's what I say. I'm my like, it's, my, uh, my mom will be like, why are you posting videos of you screaming in a car? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm doing it for the fans, doing it for the likes. And she's like, who are your fans? And I'm like, people that I do comedy with. <laughs> I God, I'm so glad my parents don't know how to use the internet because I don't know how I would even begin to explain anything I've ever said. <laughs> 
I I'm kind of like I had that where like I made a I made a status like last week where I said oh I've never seen the original Lion King, uh, which my mother knows is a lie, and she commented on it with just like three question marks, and then she texted me, "What do you mean you've never seen the Lion King?" She called you out. <laughs> well, she didn't she totally. If if she was like the Lion King, if she commented it, the Lion King used to be your favorite movie. Why are you sharing this? Then that'd be calling me out. This was just like a private, private confrontation. Or either that, or she's like very concerned that, that you just don't remember. <laughs> I forgot that The Lion King was once my favorite movie. That that's pretty sad if you forgot that. It would be, but I don't know. I, don't know. I could just make the new one my favorite movie. Have you seen the new one? No, because I have not. I haven't either. I I kind of. I'm not that interested in seeing it, but I feel like I have to just so I know what's going on. As as someone that's like bad about going to the movies to see movies, like I'm not super concerned with it because yeah. I've like I saw one Disney live action remake, and I'm kind of like I don't I don't really care about any of the other ones. I've- I really have no interest in Disney live action remakes in general, but this one I feel like was talked about more and I feel like I'm obligated to see it. Yeah. But like, eh, I, I don't know. I think it's a cool concept. Um, I he- I've read negative things about it. I've read mostly negative things yeah. about it. Um, the Beyonce album I didn't really like. Okay. I listened to some of the soundtrack and they kind of fucked up my favorite song, so Which is Be Prepared. Oh, that's a good song. It's a great song, but uh they ruined it. Oh no. I I did see uh <laughs> there was a video floating around of a clip from the live action remake version of Akuna Matata, but they replaced the audio with like a Sam Smith song just to like show how the expressions oh. are so blank. And nothing that you have no idea. If you turn the song off, you would have no idea what the tone is. I, I believe it. It's, it kind of makes, you know, that's the big thing I've read is that, like, with the hand-drawn animation, you can, like, you know, you could display human emotions pretty easily. But with hyper-realistic animals, that's hard. I would argue that it's been done. Like, CGI, realistic ish movies can display emotion and be realistic and not be disgusting. They, they can. It's, I think it's the fact that animals can't. Well, I don't know. I think I feel like a lot of animals can be expressive. They can. I don't know. I, I just think like if you went to the zoo to see a lion, Mm -hmm. you would have no way of knowing if that was the best day in that lion's life or not. I guess not. Yeah. So, like, I mean, obviously, like, you know, you have, like, house pets that, like, people are like, oh, no, I could tell my my cat's happy, my dog's happy, you know. (laughs) Um, I just read a short story about a guy that's a vet, and he talks about how, like, when an animal's dying, you could see that, like, it kind of knows that it's dying, yeah, it like that. bummed me the fuck out, ruined my it, day. It, it is it sad. Is that is that true. I, I, did I did hear that that, that when an animal, animal, or at least or I know that when that cats are dying, they they, they, they kind of like, like go in a, go a dark, dark corner, corner and so like sad. prepare to die, which is so sad. <laughs> this is like okay. This this is starting out on a bum. <laughs> I guess it fits. This is a this perfect, is a perfect uh, transition, transition to, to uh, uh, related, related to the topic, to the topic but, also but also relevant, relevant to what we were what just, we were talking, just about. talking about. Have you Have seen you the seen Cats, Cats trailer? trailer? No, no. I Have you been, been avoiding it? it? Yeah. I <laughs> am obsessed with the Cats trailer. I don't know... I don't know. What I what think... I think this, okay, here... <laughs> <laughs> Here's my prediction. my prediction. The movie, the movie is, is no one's going to like it, but it's going to yeah. make a lot of money and it's going to be yeah. nominated, nominated for one, for one Oscar. Oscar. Okay. 
I have no... So, here's the thing. I know nothing about cats. Neither do I. Arguably, I know very little about Andrew Lloyd Webber. But I, I know nothing about cats. And, like, there's the part of me that, like... Cats is a successful musical. Like... It is. It made a ton of money, but it got very mixed reviews. Yeah. But I remember... It played... It, it came out in the 80s, right? Yeah. And I don't think it stopped playing till like, the 2000s. I, yeah, something yeah. like that. It like, ran it for, ran like, for way, way longer than longer people than thought people it should, thought have. should have. I, I remember seeing commercials for Cats when I was, like, a kid. Oh, and, really? Like, in, really? Yeah, yeah so being I like, oh, for a long time. That's, that's a thing that exists. I know nothing about it. Um when I got a little bit older, I definitely had some sort of interest in it because I was like, this is kind of like gothy looking and it's theater. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I know nothing else. So I I don't know. I've never seen the musical. I know one song from it and I know like the plot, sort of. I don't know any details. I've definitely read the plot, but I don't know it. The trailer is so insane and so ugly. It's one of the most bizarre creative choices I've ever seen in my life. And I'm so curious about... I, I'm definitely going to see this. Well, so I, I have... I have a strange theory about it that's a little perverse. But so I haven't seen the trailer, but I've obviously seen like some screenshots, screenshots and what have been made that are made from it. Um, um, and like, and like, I think that this I is just this is propaganda to turn people into furries. Um, I don't know if that was the intent, but that's definitely going to be a result. Yeah. I think it's going to create a new generation of furries. Yeah, which is uh, I I'd argue a bad thing. I think. This could have been animated, <laughs> like fully animated. You didn't have to. You didn't have to do this. It could have we, been. It could have been more abstract. And oh yeah, like you know, and if, like I know that the costumes in the Broadway musical are like humans in you know, skin tight suits covered in fur. But like that's because it's a live musical. You have a budget. Like you don't have to. CGI moving fur onto Taylor Swift. I I I also think Taylor Swift's casting in it is um people are gonna say it's because she's like the cat famous cat person, but she's it's also person? Oh yeah, she loves her cats. I didn't know that. I real I just listened to the new Taylor Swift song and it's really good. Okay. Um, and it's basically just disenchanted by my chemical romance, which is why I like it. But um it's like I'm also just like the uh, I don't know. It's just it's furry propaganda, and I don't. Also, Jason Derulo's in it. Which what? Is- <laughs> yeah, no. Oh my! I think this is gonna have to be this week's post just because it's so topical. This I when this movie comes out, we will do an episode. Yes. <laughs> I'm I'm watching the trailer now, and it's uh, I don't even know. Is that Taylor Swift like from the get go, or is there a big reveal of Taylor Swift? No, <laughs> a big reveal of Taylor Swift. No, I think that's her from the get go. The okay. the white one. Yeah, this is so strange. Uh, I'm. Very scared, but very, I, I actually, over the weekend, I was at an Airbnb with uh, eight other people and I asked them like, have you seen the cats trailer? And they were like, no, I was like, you have to watch it right now. (laughs) It's very important. And I showed it to them and there was like a pause and a few people were like, why did you do this to us? Why are all these famous people in it? I don't know. They got paid money. That's that's what it's got to be. Anyway, uh, we're talking Jesus Christ Superstar, which is also by Andrew Lloyd Webber. It is. Um, how long did we go on Cats? We're 14 <laughs> minutes in. <laughs> it's, 
it's an intro. It's uh yeah, we did. It's a it's a thick intro. We did the podcast thing. We did. Um, yeah, Jesus Christ, super. I still have the Cats trailer playing, but um, yeah, Jesus Christ, you superstar. A little bit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Andrew Lloyd Webber written a lot of good things. I think this is our second Andrew Lloyd Webber. I can't say I'm a huge Weber fan. You're not a webhead. I'm not a webhead. I'm not anti-web. <laughs> but um, I've never, like, none of my favorite musicals are by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Um, admittedly, I think I only like the two that we've done. Which is this one and, and Phantom. Phantom. Okay. Um, and not that I'm against other things that he's done, but I've never explored his back catalog i missed that last part what did you say i said i've never explored his back catalog okay i feel like i I know i know like minimal about him i don't know like i know he did school of rock which i didn't see yeah i feel like i would have liked school of rock if i saw it yeah But, yeah, I think that uh, he's, like, the most musical theatery, musical theater person. He is, I think, as a, like, in contrast to, like, Sondheim. Yeah. He's a little bit more, from what I've seen, a little bit more, like, operatic and big. His musicals are big. Yeah. Um, Sondheim's can be for sure. Yeah. Like, Sondheim's the next person that comes to mind. Yeah. Um, but and, Weber musicals feel like very epic. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he chooses not always as is the case with cats or sure. school of rock necessarily, but he chooses like big grand stories, you know? And this, this is a, Arguably the the grandest of stories. It comes from a a, best-selling book of all time. I mean, my first, like, weird, uh, I don't know if it's a criticism, but just a thing I noticed that I don't know. I guess I know why. But this certainly feels like, Jesus Christ Superstar feels like they started in the middle of Act 2. Yeah. Like, like the like Judas having the first big, so Song. I feel like there, yeah. there was a whole chunk of it of build up. This is like right in the middle of yeah. the drama. I feel like there could have been an introduction, but the reason they couldn't do that is because this movie would be four hours long. Well, there's there's arguably so much you could do if you're gonna make a musical about Jesus and. The, hypothetically, he could always go back and write weird prequels to this about, you know, Jesus's childhood or like, you yeah. know, the, the I don't know what they're called, but like the, the stories where it's like, oh, the Sermon on the Mound or the, right. you know, the fucking uh, feeding of the bread or I personally, I do a joke about this. Um, on stage, and I usually start it right before this, which was when Jesus was in the desert with the devil. Okay. Which would also be a strange place for this to start, so... It would. I guess there's no right place for this no. to start. Um, although I think it, it's kind of clever, like, the framing of it being uh, performers. Yeah. On, on a bus who just get out and reenact it, like... It's seemingly just for fun. Yeah, it that also leads to one of the stranger things, which is the fact that they just leave the Jesus actor there. <laughs> I I couldn't tell if they were like, where is he? Or if they knew where he was and, and were... just decided to stay true to the story and leave him there. <laughs> what if they're they're like a, a cult and that was just like a human sacrifice? Might have been. Who knows? Or maybe he was like so method that he was like, no guys. He's <laughs> like, I'll eventually get up and walk over. And they're like, Ted, you gotta, 
you, you gotta go. Like it's over. The story's over. And he's like, no, I'm committed to the role. Um, yeah. And it, it's kind of strange too, that that's where it ended because when I did research on this, apparently a lot was changed and added to this so that it would appeal to a more Christian audience. Uh, I believe that, but what was, I don't know the original, you, do you mean the musical or the Bible? (laughs) (laughs) Cause I don't know either of them very well. Um, I, I think it was the music. Well, because this wasn't a stage, excuse me, this may have been a stage musical before, but that wasn't its original form. It was originally just an album. Okay. Which that I'm pretty well-versed in but like i think it's just like weird little like lyrical changes um and a thing that i've read is a lot of productions will include a resurrection at the end oh really yeah to make it more appealing i guess i don't totally know i i did read that this was contra that a lot of christians don't like it on principle Yeah, because the plot of it is like portraying Jesus as a normal guy. Yeah, and it's so funny. Kind of, this was my first time watching it, um, where I'd listened to the album a bunch of times, but never fully digested it. But watching it like through the lens of I went to Catholic school for years, so I would hear this story at least once a year. Yeah. And like, just kind of like being like, oh, this is probably a lot more accurate than the things that I was being taught in Catholic school. Wait, what was, what was the last part of cut out? Uh, it's probably more accurate than the things I was learning or like at least the views that I was having of it in Catholic school. Okay. Cause it kind of humanizes Jesus and yeah. doesn't treat him like an infallible being. Yeah. Which I think is good. I think that they don't really... Catholic school doesn't really push that. They're just sort of like, oh, no, Jesus kind of, like, knew he was going to die. And, like, you know, he did it for the good of the world. Where here he's a lot more conflicted. And I've kind of occasionally go on kicks of reading about the historical Jesus... Right. Um, and it's very interesting to see the contrast. Like between that and what you were taught? Yes. Well, just okay. because, like, you know, everyone always debates whether or not the Gospels are accurate. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the only things that historians really agree totally happened were that he was baptized by John the Baptist and that he was crucified by Pontius Pilate. Okay. Um, and speaking of Pontius Pilate, probably the character that fucked me up the most from my Catholic school upbringing. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, because, like, I so every year around Easter, they used to take us into the church, or if it was nice out, they'd take us outside, and we'd walk the Stations of the Cross, And each one, the version that we did, I think from the time I was in like fifth to eighth grade, there would just be like each station had a different character that would read like that would recount what happened like from their point of view. Mm -hmm. And they were all kind of so like it's all like eighth grade kids reading them in sort of that weird eighth grade monotone yeah. um, that's really kind of like relaxed and doesn't totally know what they're, they don't really comprehend what they're saying necessarily, mm-hmm. or at least as well as they should. And then like he, it like there's one where it's Punch's pilot and it's like, Oh yeah. You know, Punch's pilot's, uh, condemns Jesus to die. And like, it's kind of like, well, you know, the crowd wanted the, you know, what was I going to do? You know, how's, you know, I, I didn't understand why he was like this, but like in this, he's full on like, what, what the fuck, man? Like, (laughs) he's like, I don't really want to kill you, but I guess I have, I guess I will. And I don't really feel too bad about it. And I was like, Oh, this is not what I learned at all. (laughs) 
I would say the most compelling character for me personally in this movie was King Herod. <laughs> yes, that's my he has jam. the best introduction <laughs> and the best song. The most fun when I always wanted to do a production of Jesus Christ Superstar to play King Herod. Is this like a show that is commonly done in high schools or is it too controversial? I think there was a time when it was. I don't think it is really anymore just because I think it would be too controversial. Oh, I can't hear you. Still I feel like you, oh, there you go. Are we good? Yes. Okay. I feel like it would be too controversial on both sides. Yeah. Like Christians would, would not like upset. it and also not Christians would not yeah. like it. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I can see it happening, but... Yeah, I remember the only people I knew that did it were people that, like, there was, like, a summer production that, like, a theater group did in my yeah. area. And, like, okay. yeah, that's the only time I could think of people that I know doing it. I mean, I can see why, I guess, religious people or non-religious people would be would find this, like, offensive, but I don't know. I mean, as someone who, as a heretic, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I kind of feel like this is not, it, I don't think it paints Jesus as like a bad person. Yeah. I think it just paints him as a relatable person, which I thought was a good thing. I, I felt, yeah, I felt like him and Judas is also kind of relatable. In this yeah, I, um, Judas is also like he's not a villain. Yeah, he's he's not he's he's very normal and he's asking real good questions. Yeah, um, which like you know he he makes a lot of good points in this, which like you don't really think about if you just read the Bible. You're just like, oh, Judas betrays Jesus and then he hangs himself. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm being naive, but I feel like adding some nuance and like maybe things aren't black and white to this story would be something they'd want to push. Yeah. Religious studies, because I think that makes it more compelling. I mean, I always feel the stories that have to do with religion and religious art that I tend to relate to now is more stuff that kind of portrays that sort of like sense of doubt instead of like, you know, being like, Oh, you know, faith is this black and white thing where, you know, Jesus was God. He knew he was going to die. He saved the world, you know, it's superhero Jesus. Now, uh, you know, where I think more people view it as like a, like, oh, hey, there might be some truth to this, but I really have no clue. Yeah, I mean, I've I've met plenty of um, uh, religious or raised by religious people or, like, people who are more in it than I am. Yeah. Who don't read it as, like, here's what happened and this is the truth, yeah. but are still invested in it. It's yeah. not like... It's not like the doubt makes it any less important. There's a to them. there's a South Park episode that deals with this. Really? Very well. yeah. Which they, South Park was it? An old South Park? Uh, older. I want to say at this point in time, it's probably a middle South Park. Um, okay. But it's the one where they all become atheists because the priests are molesting children. Um, oh, I vaguely remember this. But also, one. they're shoving food up their butt and pooping out of their mouths. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Wait. I don't remember that detail. Yeah. Maybe I didn't see that episode. I kind of gave up on South Park after <laughs> after a certain. That's point. fair. I I watch it sometimes, but I can't. Okay. Yeah, the, the animation gets to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. It's it's a really kind of good portrayal. I th- this I think might be my favorite thing that we've watched in a while. Oh wow! I mean, yeah, yeah I liked it. Um, I don't know if it's my fave, but I think it's pretty well done. Yeah. 
Um, especially as someone who went in pretty blind, I knew nothing about the album or the musical or the Bible <laughs> or, or <laughs> the Andrew Lloyd Webber. Um, but I, I think it's, it's really, I mean, you know, it's very seventies, yeah. obviously, um, um which the- isn't necessarily a bad thing. I think the choreography is kind of cool and very like chorus line ish. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things I felt when I was, I was listening to the soundtrack a little bit before we started and I was like, Oh, tonally this sounds a lot like Tommy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, which this is probably the better of the two rock operas of the day, but yeah. You know, it like, it, like just some of the guitar tones and like the pianos and stuff. And like, you know, it's, it's very musical theatery without being in your face musical theatery, in my opinion. Yeah. I feel like this is one of the, those musicals where you could strip it of the visual stuff and you could just listen to it like a rock album anyway. Yeah. I mean, obviously that's what happened, but, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, because uh, I think some of the songs, even though it, it's a sung through musical, I think some of the songs could stand on their own and just be about anything. Yeah. Um, I remember before I had to listen to the full album, I used to listen to, uh, what's it called? The, the first Heaven on Their Minds, Judas's song. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, Queensryche has a cover of it and I'm like oh yeah because this could just be a heavy metal song Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah I think they and you know all of the singers in this are like really you know power balloting yeah their ass off the entire and that's not a bad thing they do a really good job it's it's a lot of um it's a lot of rock belting. Yeah. Which is yeah. kind of fun. A lot of falsetto, a lot of like, granted this was before him, but like Adam Lambert level, like high, like almost screams. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely based on Adam Lambert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they took all their inspiration from him. Adam Lambert uh, could have been Jesus. He, he could. I think if a they much did. more uh, emo Jesus. A what? A much more emo Jesus. I think this is a, an emo Jesus. I think before they had the word for emo, I think this was emo Jesus. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't have like the emo bangs like Adam Lambert would have, I think. That's true. I, I think if he did like, another revival of this, Adam Lambert would probably be Jesus. They they just did the, the live version, which I won't, we won't get into because it's also on the list, but I think John Legend okay. played Jesus. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that. Um, okay. So, yeah. The interesting choice in that one, I think, yeah. in my opinion. I um, mean, not, not I could see that working, but I, didn't know, I wouldn't have thought John Legend. I, I, th- I want to say it's John Legend. I might be mixing them up because I think it was John Legend playing Jesus and... I want to say Leslie Odom Jr. playing Judas. Ooh, which, that's good. Yeah. Um, and more famous people doing other stuff. But Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I liked, I liked Emo Jesus. I liked, on the, uh, on the album version, it was the lead singer of Deep Purple, which oh, okay. is kind of cool and interesting. Um, although I... I imagine he probably wasn't a good pick for the film. And the guy that played Jesus in this apparently just kind of made a career out of playing Jesus in productions of Jesus Christ Superstar. Really? Yeah. Like that's so bizarre. I think he's still playing Jesus like in some production today. I mean, and he's like 70. That's a lot of uh, pressure for an actor. Uh, I, I guess that's a good thing that like he found what he's good at, but it's also like you will only have, you will be typecast as the most important and discussed <laughs> figure, figure in, in history. history. I I guess, but I also think that just sort of like, I imagine at this point in time, he could just kind of like 
do it without thinking about it. I guess so. Like, I don't, uh, uh, like, I imagine, like, I'm trying to think of who's a good example. Like, like, this isn't the best example, but, like, Billy Joel or, like, Elton John. Like, mm-hmm. they could just go out and play the songs, like, night after night, not even thinking about it. Right. So I, I imagine it's like that. I am, it's the same thing. <laughs> you know, he's it just, does sound exhausting, though. Uh, probably, yeah. Especially, yeah. I, I couldn't imagine, you know, I couldn't imagine being in musical theater at 70. That's true. I mean, people do it. Yeah. But, um, it's, it, it's ageist of me, but... No, well, it, it makes sense, because I feel like, especially if you're, like, on... If you're doing something where you're doing eight shows a week... Yeah. Like, you gotta keep up your health, you know? Yeah. Doing that at 70 is hard. Yeah. I I also like to imagine, like, maybe he's, like, put on some weight, and, like, he's kind of like a chubby Jesus. That's nice. Like, I, I I can picture an old Jesus, but I can't imagine, like, a, I don't know. I think that's the big controversial Jesus depiction. Is, is every every oh, Jesus. Jesus depiction I've seen is Jesus looks like hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I feel like <laughs> stop. It's 2019. Make Jesus kind Jesus of fat. Ugly. <laughs> um, Make him out of shape. Greg you cowards. Ger- Greg Giraldo used to have a joke. He would tell about Jesus, and he would say like. Uh, he was like, I've got a friend that's religious, and he always says, you know, just think, what would Jesus do? But the problem is, I'm three years older than Jesus was when he died. So, mm-hmm. like, maybe Jesus would have sex with that prostitute in Vegas, <laughs> you know? Maybe. How old was Jesus when he died? Um, typically, people think 33. Okay. You know, not old for then, kind of. but Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that's the equivalent of like 60 now. Yeah. Well, I always Like not that old. But <laughs> weird Catholic school anecdote which like in modern times it makes a lot of sense, but at the time now it's it, not that it makes sense. It's kind of creepy the more I think about it. But like they talked about how like um when Mary was pregnant with Jesus she mm-hmm. went to her sister, and her sister also got pregnant around the same time. And the angel was like, your sister, in her old age of 30, is now also pregnant. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I mean, yeah, Mary was probably like 15. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, <laughs> getting pregnant at 30 is like getting pregnant at 68. <laughs> now, it's like, time's up. <laughs> It's like this is uh this is probably not a good idea. Yeah. But yeah. So uh, you know, older but not super old. Right. Yeah, but yeah, sexy Jesus. <laughs> you know what? It's time. It's time for a new depiction. Uh I think that's fair. I think that yeah. We need a, we need an ugly Jesus. Maybe maybe that'll <laughs> Maybe that'll help, like, you know, because it's pretty much known enough now that Jesus probably wasn't white. Uh, yeah, I so think ma- so. so ma- a lot of people are still not hearing it. Yeah, but so maybe if we made Jesus ugly first, <laughs> then the racist wouldn't the- feel so bad. But imagine, like, the protests from Christian right groups being like, Jesus was hot! <laughs> It's like, this Jesus, is blasphemy. Jesus was missing a tooth. We got his dental records. <laughs> Jesus Jesus got punched in the nose once and his nose was always misshapen after, you know? We need, we need a ugly representation on screen. Jesus only had one eyebrow. Who knows why? Yeah. He shaved one off. It's true. But yeah. Um... I've uh, this it this I do think was a fun depiction of Jesus because I the only other ones I can think of are that have been like this level of popular was um the guy in The Passion of the Christ which I never saw um Yeah, neither did I. Cuz 
I saw no, part of it when I was like eight or something and there was too much blood and it freaked me out. Um, it's, it's gory. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Willem Dafoe played Jesus once. Oh, in what? Uh, the Last Temptation of Christ. Oh, okay. And that's also an ang- that's like an angry Jesus, which I kind of like too. I guess I mean I, maybe I haven't. There's seen some enough. angry Jesus here too, but there is a lot of angry Jesus yeah. here, or at the very least, frustrated Jesus. Yeah, I, I Jesus. yeah, I think of this as like teenage angst Jesus, not so much, not so much like spiteful Jesus, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, maybe I haven't seen enough or I don't know enough about, like, the depictions of Jesus in media. Um, I don't know. Was this, like, very different from other things? That's a good—I don't really know because, to be totally honest, at least, like, in, like, huge, massive media, I don't think there have been a lot of depictions of Jesus. I guess because that's, like, really— risky or at least it was like there have been plenty of like jesus's in like comedies but like the the only major depictions of jesus are last temptation of christ this and uh passion of the christ which i'm sure i mean there certainly have been more yeah but but they've been like you know smaller like for christians by christians yeah not necessarily uh, budget, maybe major not like films. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's one I'm just not thinking of, but uh, I, I mean, you would think there would be more, right? I, I don't know. I'm kind of torn. I don't know. Just because I can only, I imagine like, I have no idea. I really have no idea. Hmm, that's interesting. Did VeggieTales? VeggieTales, definitely. But, like, but also cartoon. Like, South, yeah. South Park had a Jesus, Family Guy had Jesus. But I'm thinking, like, sincere... Yeah. Jesus, like, not parody. <sighs> that's a good question. To be totally honest, so, like, I've, I've watched a lot of VeggieTales, because that was an easy thing for them to put on in Catholic school. Um, right. But even those, like, I don't know. I don't think I watched a lot that were, like, Jesus-centric. They were more, like, Old Testament and, like, parable-based. Well, yeah, that's, I think, I think um, VeggieTales was, at least from what I've read about it, like, I've seen it here and there, is it wasn't so much Christian as it was, like, just about God and biblical <laughs> stories. That's that makes sense, but it's also just strange to think about. What veggie tail? Like, I think I think it's kind of non-denominational, isn't it? Is that the intent? It kind of seems that way. I I I don't know because like it wasn't like. All right, so I'm I'm on the Veggie Tales Wikipedia page, and um, here we are. Um, <laughs> here we've landed. So it says full theatrical productions that retell Bible stories and parody mainstream pop culture. So they did a film of Jonah, which is an Old Testament story, which like they have a Netflix original series. Yeah, they do. Oh, I had no idea. I know what I'm doing tonight. (laughs) Um, But like. Crack open a cold one and and just binge some (laughs) veggie tales. Just going to get shit wrecked and watch. Make some Bloody Marys. Sounds like a good time. Um, that's so strange. I don't. It, it would make the most sense if it's um, Old Testament, though, because that covers all your bases for the major religions. Yeah, like I think I don't think Veggie Tales like alienated like yeah. Jewish people. I think it was at least it wasn't Davy and Goliath. There was what? Oh, do you not know Davy and Goliath? Oh, was that like a show? It was like a claymation show, I think. Uh, let me. It that one. Was, I, it the, 
was it the show that was parodied by like that adult swim show that I used to see a lot in the middle of the night? I think so. But so like, it wasn't like Bible stories necessarily, but it was also like 100% like Christian, like Christian, like evangelical Christian. Excuse me. Uh, so, and it was claymation, and was it about like a young boy? Yeah, and like I think his dog too. Okay, I think I didn't see that, but I saw the parody of it that okay. always played on Adult Swim at like two o'clock in the morning when I was a kid. Yeah. And I remember being so unsettled by it, and I think I still would be if I went back and watched it now. They they were kind of weird. The more I think about it. Oh yeah, moral oral is a darker. That's it. Uh, yeah, moral oral that and has a mountain goat. Was like truly disturbing and upsetting. <laughs> um, I believe it. I've watched. I've watched one part of moral oral because they had the song "No Children" by the Mountain Goats in it, um, oh. which has the chorus "I hope you die. I hope we both die," um, which <sighs> nice positive Christian message. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was from like the early 60s. Apparently they were still making, the last one that they made was in 2004, but that also came from a gap between 1975 and then. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, that one's like, it's like Gumby, but Jesus. Hmm. Yeah, I get. I guess that's more um, niche. Yeah. VeggieTales, that's why VeggieTales, VeggieTales maybe Tales had more won. longevity. Um, yeah. Could appeal to a wider audience. Yeah. Less creepy. Yeah. More family friendly. I, I, I remember watching VeggieTales a lot, but I couldn't tell you a whole lot, like which ones I ever saw, if that makes sense. Okay. You don't have just like, you don't have memorized the the entire backlog. (laughs) I'm like, oh yeah, you know, the VeggieTales where the celery is uh, Noah and uh, they make the ark out of tomato, you know. Okay. Um, I don't, uh, but like, I'm curious because it, if it is all Old Testament stuff, that, that part has darker stuff in it and. The Old Testament? Yeah. Yeah. And arguably more interesting and abstract things. Um, but yeah, be interesting to look into. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to report back next time and be like, <laughs> be like, Oh yeah. Um, they, they did more do detailed Jesus. Account. Um, but yeah, cause you're Jewish, right? Basically. <laughs> Culturally. But pretty much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there, there's no reason you would have ever seen Davy and Goliath. In that no, game. it's like they used to break out the VHS tapes in Catholic school. Oh, okay, and uh, not fun. So, but yeah, no. I was not exposed to this in my youth. <laughs> uh, lucky you, <laughs> because <laughs> it. It state if there's one thing people take away from this podcast, it's that uh, Christian Catholicism stays with you forever. That that is something I've heard. And regardless uh, of where, I I don't uh, I don't know. There there's certain people that I know from Catholic school and being Catholic growing up that like i was like you you didn't get it the same way that i do mm-hmm. um and i'm jealous of those people to be totally honest i think i just kind of felt a little left out <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know what people were talking about when they made these references and i was like what what um, do i do with this well that's why andrew lloyd weber wrote this wonderful musical <laughs> that's true. i feel very caught up Honestly, yeah, it's it, that's you know that's the important stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, do you think Andrew Lloyd Webber could just start doing musicals a la Veggie Tales? Um, yes. And um, where I think he's far enough along in his career that he might as well. He's like, <laughs> like new musical every year. I'm gonna do Genesis. I'm gonna do uh, <laughs> Noah's Ark. I'm gonna do uh, David and Goliath. 
I could absolutely see Weber doing a Noah's Ark musical, like as his last me. Like, how old is Lloyd <laughs> Weber? That's also. I feel like he's like seventy. I feel like he's older than that. Let's uh, look it up. I'm going to say, like, early 70s. I'm going to guess 80. 71. Ooh, I was wrong. You said that, like, we were both, like, far off, and he was, like, 45. <laughs> You're like, oh! <laughs> we were both... Oh, a surprising twist. <laughs> you were pretty correct. Um... But yeah, I I wonder what he's working on now. I don't know. Uh, I guess he's not as old as I thought. So maybe his last musical isn't is could be further off. He's still but, got uh, some time. But I could I could see him just like saying, "Fuck it, I've made a lot of musicals. I've made a lot of money. I might as well just like make a Noah's Ark musical." And I I'd be curious if he could like flesh out some of those like really short old testament stories he probably could because he's certainly like well versed in religious texts yeah um and this isn't like i mean what little i know about weber is i know he's he is a pretty religious guy Oh, I don't know that at all. I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know how true that is, but I, I have heard that. Um, so I don't know. I, I attempting this. Yeah, I think that it'd be interesting, just because at least kind of in my comparisons to to things I've read in the Bible, <laughs> um, Jesus is kind of boring in the Bible. There's not a whole lot that's super interesting and even like when you read stories about him like chasing people out of like the temple you know it's sort of like oh yeah he screamed and yelled at them to get out and then he was like those guys were wrong like in a monotone is how i picture it like when i read it and then just watching this i'm like oh cool jesus had thoughts oh i can't hear you there. Can you hear me now? Yes. Um, I think that makes Jesus a more interesting person to follow. Yeah. When he is a bit flawed and maybe the voice of the people should be more like the people, which is flawed, right? Absolutely. And it's, I don't know. It's one of those things. I don't know. I'm going to try to stop geeking out about church. Um. <laughs> you can. This is the I know, but it's like one of those things where like I've read stuff where it's like, oh, yeah, when Jesus like died, his he only had like 50 followers. It wasn't like he like where like in Catholic school, they make you think like, oh, yeah, you know, if there were like a million people in in uh, uh, where did he die? Nazareth, Bethlehem. I don't know. Um, if there were a million people, there were like 500,000 that followed Jesus. That's a lot. And that doesn't sound right. <laughs> right. But realistically, it was probably more like there are probably like a hundred thousand people and like 50 followed Jesus. I think I, um, I think they acknowledge this sort of in the movie. A little bit. Yeah. Doesn't Judas say something like, like why, you know, it, the actor playing Judas in that like meta way saying like, why weren't you here now? Yeah. Would have had, there was no like mass um, communication. Well, in, yeah. In Superstar, DC. he's just sort of like, oh yeah, you'd have done so much better now. Um, and it's, it's one of those things where like every now and then I hear about someone and I'm like, what if this is actually the second coming? And like this, I, just because raised Catholic, you can't help but think sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, he's he's not wrong, you know. And like that's also part of the reason why, like the the uh, the priests wanted him dead because they yeah. were like, why does he have this weird handful of people that follows him? And like was just kind of a cult that kind of got a little out of control. 
So, uh-huh. but yeah, and it's not even, it doesn't explicitly say that this was like, you know, everyone was wrong and everyone was completely blind and desperately following him. Like, I, I think yeah. it kind of puts a little nuance on it, makes it a little more arguably, uh, interesting than, you, mm. you know, just saying that he was a God. Yeah. And yeah. And it's, it's really somber. It's also really pretty. I think, I think it was really well shot. They filmed it, it in is. Israel. Um, I I think the especially like the the last shot with yeah. the sunset I think is really nice. Um, like, I also really like seventies colors and seventies yeah. aesthetics. Yeah, it's every it, kind of everything about it was f- fun and nice to look yeah. at. Um, which I I don't think most productions now would necessarily do. Unless they were mimicking the movie, because um, mm-hmm. I liked that. Like, oh yeah, they had guns <laughs> and purple tank tops. Yeah, <laughs> and like it looked like they were just wearing like pots and pans on their head. Yeah, where like it kind of like I don't. I really like like old things in modern times. Me too. I think I there's something really nice about the aesthetic of this being such a nice combination of actually what they might've been wearing at the time and very much not. And very seventies. Yeah. Um, I know I, I always liked, I wasn't part of this, but the Shakespeare people in my high school theater department, the director always had them every Shakespeare play they did. They didn't change anything except it would take place in like the sixties sometimes. So they, would just, <laughs> so they would just like, you know, obviously the dialogue is all the same. The characters are all the same. Nothing. There's no like changes in references. It's just, it's, it's a uh, Romeo and Juliet, except it's 1965 and everyone's wearing appropriate clothing <laughs> and the transition music between uh, set changes would be like, like from the sixties. The yeah. Yeah, they did. They did that for like a lot of the shows. It wasn't just like one year. I I, I thought that was just an interest. The, the woman who ran it was just really having a blast. I guess. The the four of the four plays I did in high school, one of them was The Miracle Worker, which is about Helen Keller. Right. So that I couldn't really make that would be a strange adjustment to make. Uh, and the first oh, first one was Our Town, which is very like bare bones. Mm-hmm. Um. But then, like, the one Shakespeare I did, they set it in, like, the 40s. And I was like, oh, this is cool. This is fun. Get to wear, like, like post-World War II suits and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, like, we did Henrik Ibsen's An Enemy of the People, which I believe was written in, like, the 1850s or something. But mm-hmm. we set it in, at the time, I think it was 2011. Oh, okay. It was, like, set in the present day, and I was like, oh, this is actually, like, pretty cool. Yeah. I think people should, you know, take more liberty with things yeah. like that. Like, not a lot has to change, but you could just have fun with, like, different costumes. It's it's kind of fun seeing something that where, like, the dialogue is a little out of place, but, like, everything, you end up buying into it. Yeah, and I think this movie does that well by kind of framing it uh, being like, this is the seventies and it's, it's just a theater troupe that is doing this in the middle of the desert, just with everything they got. Yeah. You know, like whatever they were able to gather in as far as like costumes and stuff. Yeah. And it fits too that it's that it's a rock musical on top of that yeah. too. Instead of it if it was something like like Phantom of the Opera or Cats or I'm trying to think of other famous Andrew Lloyd Webber stuff. Um Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Right. Um, you know, where like oh, these are kind of like hippies that are wandering around, you know, that probably would listen to like hard rock type stuff and like, 
you know, the only person that has like a real like musical theatery sounding song is like King Herod. Yeah, that that's also a good point cuz that it's the 70s were kind of a time of like, you know, people feeling more spiritual, yeah. I guess. <laughs> like going out into the desert and doing something artsy was like, you know, it's, it feels like a very 70s thing to do. <laughs> yeah. There was also the, uh, what's it called? The, uh, the, the Jesus Freaks revival yeah. where, like, there were, like, religious people that, like, played Bob Dylan songs. <laughs> yeah. Which, For sure. I don't know, I think this is, this is very of its time in, like, the best way. Yeah, it feels it feels right that it's the seventies. Yeah. Even though, you know, that's when it was made. It wasn't like a creative choice to right. set it in the seventies, but like I I think it it makes the most sense. If they if they made this now and kind of tried to set it in the seventies, I don't think it would work. No. I mean I they could maybe they could make this now and set it now. Yeah. And that would work better. That would be I'd be interested to see that. I'd, I'd be curious. Well, they kind of did it with uh, <laughs> the live version. But, do uh, they do it like the same format, like the same framing device? It's It was more of like a concert. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things where like, you know, it, it, you're kind of left to wonder like who would play who. Sarah Bareilles was Mary. That's interesting. I can see that. Yeah. And, like, you know, just kind of getting to see, like, who... Uh, I'd be curious to see who they would cast as who. Yeah, Because I think too. that would definitely be a little bit more interestingly motivated. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. You kind of broke up there where like it I could froze. still it fro- there we go. <laughs> well it went uh did I okay. It went into like robot voice. <laughs> oh, okay. And I'm like, I know what you're saying. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but yeah. Um I think we've kind of covered ev- everything. Did you have anything specific you want to talk about? No, um I think just music wise I think it was really interesting um uh I kind of liked that the first song was kind of discordant and ugly almost yeah it's kind of aggressive yeah um it wasn't it wasn't all pretty which I appreciated yeah I tended to gravitate towards some of the weirder like I love this Jesus must die which is just like the 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 guys that are going to kill Jesus like singing like in really kind of ugly voices. Yeah. I mean, I think you you probably risk that with any sung through musical because yeah. there are going to be there's going to be some awkward like delivery yeah. <laughs> of the lyrics and some repetition cuz it has to sound like dialogue but also like a song. Yeah. Um but I think overall it it was good. I think it sounded nice. Yeah. Um, the lip syncing was painfully obvious. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's... Which it's not like there was a whole lot they could do, but I was like... There were moments yeah, where yeah, I was why, like, oh, but, this uh, oh, doesn't right. fit. Especially with uh, Jesus himself. Yeah. I think lip syncing was the most obvious. Um, I, I always felt it was like more so with the minor characters, where I was like... Oh, you guys are like really just like guys that were hired for the day. Yeah. Um, there was apparently a lot of like controversy f- with some of the people that they had hired to work on the movie because since they'd filmed in uh, Israel, Israel, uh, they were kind of like they hired a lot of locals, so like English wasn't totally the language. So, oh. So like. I guess, like, one of the guards that was there, like, when Jesus was... I think the guard that was crucifying Jesus was like, so I'm actually driving these nails into this guy's hand? And they were like, no! Oh, my God! (laughs) 
was it like also that they didn't really know what they were doing? Like they didn't know the content of this movie. I have no idea. Or I'm sure they figured it out by the end, but like, <laughs> like Oh, Hey, I've seen this before. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. I'd be curious to know more about the making of, I didn't know they shot it in Israel. That that sounds like a brutal shoot. Oh, 100%. In the middle of the desert in Israel, singing and dancing? That they, sounds like they, it sucks. They said they had to make sure that everyone was super hydrated. Yeah. Oh, my. Especially, like, the moves they were doing, too. Like, yeah. all the kicking and the spinning. I feel like I would have passed out. I just imagine they probably had, like, hoses right off camera where they were, like, all right, takes cut, hose them down, drink a lot of water. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know how they were able to keep up the energy they did, which yeah. is, I mean, that's probably part of why there's so much lip syncing and why the lip syncing was so obvious. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's tired. Tired, hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, out in the desert. All right, cool. Israel's dry. I believe it. I've never been, but it always looks dry. It was. I, I went to Israel, and that was, like, the worst uh, my hair has ever been in my life. What do you mean? Like, it was, it, my hair was so, like, crispy. Oh. <laughs> it's just, like, I had, I was not able to maintain any kind of volume i just looked like a rat i i feel like i've just been beating the like fighting the new york humidity so i couldn't even like fathom what that's like yeah it was it was a dry heat oh that's that's rough yeah all right so nothing else on jesus christ or israel you know um, no, I, th- I think I overall I did like this. It wasn't like my favorite thing we've ever reviewed. Um, I'm not. I've never been that super into like sung through rock musicals, yeah. but like as far as that goes, I like this one. Yeah, I I agree. I think it was fun. Uh, in terms of things we've watched recently, I think this was my favorite. We've been watching a lot of bad things. <laughs> <laughs> If you strip away the myth from the man, you will see where we all soon will be. Jesus! You started to believe the things they said.